So this is Dinner with Schmucks? Dinner Dude, with the Schmucks. podcast. You have a podcast? You know, just gonna throw it out there. I just see like tons of people doing it wrong. I know, you gotta, like, you gotta I, filter out the amateur stuff if you don't wanna see them doing it wrong. <sighs> That's great. Take it off. <laughs> a podcast about nothing and everything in between. Take that, Joe Rogan. Boom, roasted. This happens like once a week. It's like throwing a softball down a well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, we got to cut this shit out, too. With your hosts, Chris, Jahida, and Dieter. And don't point that thing at me. It's time for the Schmuck Files. Schmuck Files. What am I, a schmuck on wheels? So you can look at all the stable geniuses that grace this planet. We call her. Huh? They're calling her a serial pooper. Oh, the grown man that just went to the bathroom behind the bleachers. <laughs> a woman accused of DUI on a horse is speaking out. Get the cold coffee. Go there. I meet with my attorneys there. Defecating on the school's track every day. Right here on the Dinner with Schmucks podcast. Better to be king for a night than schmuck for a lifetime. <laughs> While you're thinking of that, we should head over to Toronto, Toronto, Canada, for a poop attack. <laughs> my favorite kind. <laughs> my favorite kind. Bro, why is this Florida stuff getting to Canada? Said links <laughs> on YouTube. Bruh. That's some Florida shit. And in Toronto, police have arrested again, a 23-year-old no? man Mm-mm. tonight charged no? in a series of sickening crimes. In the last four days, sickening. at least five people have been assaulted on university campuses where a man with a bucket drenched them with a foul substance that, well, let's just say, belongs in a toilet. CTV's <laughs> John Vinavalli Rao has a disturbing details. I'm taking that line. <laughs> on university campuses across Toronto, the latest attack has had students on high alert. I actually think it's just super dis- disgusting and really demeaning yeah. for someone to do that because they'd have to plan something like that. Duh. Overnight, emergency crews rushed in. Wow. Goes down a sidewalk by the University of Toronto, washing away what's believed to be human waste. Dumped from a bucket onto a young woman who was walking by. Seen here wrapped in a yellow blanket. I actually saw the girl that got dumped on and it was, uh, yeah, it was disgusting. <laughs> she got dumped on. Police released security <laughs> footage of a suspect wearing a construction hat and carrying a bucket after three bizarre incidents. It all involves suspected fecal matter being dumped on people and the attacker then running away. Who's it suspected? Well, time, we don't know the motive uh, behind what's, you know, why this is being done. Why is everybody uh, we'll Asian? Get to Toronto, Toronto is like, the first you know that, Friday China Junior. Chinatown. I know, the second but... on Sunday afternoon at a library at York University. And the third took place back near the University of Toronto. I find this kind of behavior inexplicable. You just can't oh, understand why Imagine anybody would go around Ford and do this was kind of thing. Mayor. The victims have all been Asians. <laughs> He'd be like, what, I do that every Indian day. Descent, What's the problem? Well, others had a Chinese or Korean background. And in a city that's composed so they were all of Asian. <laughs> visible minorities... Police don't believe the attacks were racially motivated. Asia, that's like half the population, yeah. so you know we can't really say that. Yeah, they're targeting. Still, some <laughs> students of Asian descent express concern, with at least one bringing an umbrella <laughs> as protection. If you were to toss a bucket of feces, I would just open this. <laughs> you have better have some ninja skills. <laughs> Late tonight, that the suspect is in custody, students are no doubt relieved, no longer having to watch their backs on campus. Sandy. 
John, thank you. <laughs> Can you imagine oh, those? He could have come so up with such a better way to end that. Like, what would you have said? Uh, he just said their backs, like. And they won't have to wash their backsides. No, that would be if they were the pooper. Um, I don't know. There could I have been a that better that way. I love one guy said, I, the, I saw the girl get dumped on. <laughs> it he, was disgusting. Yeah. He, he dumped a bucket of his dump onto her. I tell you, that... that I'm, I'm just saying right now, that one might have some potential for a Hall of Fame nomination. Mm. Anytime poop is involved, it seems to be funny. It, it, it ranks high, but like that's, I can't even imagine. And at the very least, I'm going to take that, it, something that belongs in the toilet. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to work that into the new Schmuck Files intro. <laughs> oh my God. Heading out to uh, Lee County, which... I think it's the county your dad's in. Florida woman drops the N-bomb over and over at a couple of movers, all caught on cell phone. Uh, why do people keep doing this? <laughs> Have a f***ing nip tell me he's not moving off my driveway. Think I- she called someone the N-word without even blinking an eye. I called that cannot- fat- this Lee County woman is proving racism <laughs> runs deep in Southwest Florida. The hate hurled at two men trying to work. You, you can't no, use I'm that language. I can use the word all God mother harassing. It is the new stunning video you're seeing right now at 11. I'm Peter Bush. And I'm Brenna White. It's hard to listen to this disgusting language, but the woman spewing it says it's her right. Tonight, only NBC2's Gage Goulding gets the response from the men she verbally attacked. Yeah, Brenna, Peter, this video, it's absolutely shocking. It happened on Saturday and was a portion. It was all captured on a cell phone. That video posted to social media where hundreds are now speaking out in anger. Hundreds. And if you think I'm going to have a Don't look back in anger. he's not moving off yeah. my driveway. A racist rant all over a truck parked on the road. Will Osley and Melvin Finley own a moving company. On Saturday, they were in Lee County unloading a truck. That's when this woman, Gina Brashear, got mad. Wearing her truck Florida Gator shirt. Mm-hmm. Me and him are on the back of the truck. We're still working. We're still unlo- uh, you know, unloading the, the, the oh, sheets of metal logistics. onto the pallet. We start hearing this yeah. commotion on the <laughs> other side of the truck just getting louder and louder and more intense. That's the moment when the customer, who didn't want to speak to me out of fear, starts capturing this video. In 30 seconds, Brashear unloading a racist rant. And if you think I'm going to have a f- tell me he's not moving off my driveway, I can use the word oh God mother f- That wasn't it. Good, the cops are coming. Tell them I called y'all what the f- ever. I didn't call y'all I called you that cannot say that. Now they for your trailer. I can't say Please bring it to me in writing. She screamed the N-word six times in just half a minute. You know, I've been, you know, insulted. Great, the video has an N-word counter. But this time around, (laughs) it's a little, I don't know, it just feels a little different. It feels bigger than me. I went to Brashear's home. She didn't want to come out to talk on camera, (laughs) but she spoke with me on the phone. And over the course of the video, the video's a picture. That's a great shot. That is a great shot of her right there. Do you feel that it's okay to use that derogatory word? Absolutely. Admitted to to being racist, Gina Brashear. I asked her about people calling her racist online. One thing you need to get, get straight from coming from me. I don't care who's upset. I don't care that I'm called a racist. To Melvin and Will, this is bigger than just affecting them, and they hope it's the catalyst of change. It's 2021, man. I don't, I don't know. We have a very long way to go. We have not come as far as we claim. We have a, we have a long way to go. 
Yeah, Will and Melvin wanted to tell this story to open the eyes of everyone here in Southwest Florida, both saying this is the last thing they ever expected. In the studio tonight, Cage Golding. That's uh, crazy. I mean, I mean, she, she sees the, the, the cell phone is there. I mean, she knows she's being recorded. And, uh, exactly. She yeah. she just doesn't care. She has every right. That that yeah. that might be an early entry. Although technically it started last fall, entry into uh, potentially a new Schmuck Files Hall of Fame for 2021. I mean that lady That's is a good one. She's yeah. I mean it's no anal slip, but I don't know what is. Yeah, that's a tough. <laughs> that's a tough uh, cross to bear. Speaking of Pasadena, California, <laughs> maskless man robs a Roscoe's for chicken and waffles. You know, if I was going to commit a crime, such as robbing a place for food, this would probably be the place I'd do it. Mm. God, I'm so hungry now. Fuck. Look, Christina, LA, this is one of those stories that makes you Chicken shake your waffles. head because it's so ridiculous. Let's it feels like it. a prank, except the employees here at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles say the robbery was all too real. Snoop's going to be pissed. Straight at me and... Uh, and just tells me, uh, put the chicken in the bag. Cook Robert Gonzalez says it's the strangest robbery ever. This man walks into Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles in Pasadena, pulls out a gun, but he's not demanding money, just the chicken. I was just like, the chicken is that good? My Over your nose, dude. Yeah. She had just, we had just got robbed. General Manager Angela Prieto says the robbery was Prieto. the result of an argument over a mask. She really committed he came to that inside one. the restaurant without a mask. The, the cashier told him that he needed a mask. He told the cashier, um, "If I don't, what if I if I don't put a mask, what you gonna do?" And pulled the gun out. She says the cook refused to give up the chicken, <laughs> so the hungry robber grabbed a don't couple be a hero, of man. <laughs> sitting on the counter oh. along with syrup and walked out. After it all happened, I just thought to myself, like, what an idiot, yeah. you know? Now, the suspect is on the run. There were two LASD detectives across the street that got wind of what was going on. So they chased the man, but they ended up losing him. Now, they did get the license plate, which was registered. Uh, the car was registered to uh, a house in Duarte. They went to that property, but he was not there. So if you know anything about this case, you recognize the man in that video, contact the L.A. County Sheriff's Jesus Department. Jesus Christ. The suspect is still on the run. First of all, the other dude, the cook almost got shot over, over some chicken. chicken that wasn't yeah. even his crazy yeah. is it really that good it's good i you know what and i, like I can better honest, than kfc i'm gonna tell you how good it better is. better than popeyes <laughs> better than paradise soul food oh i don't no. know you've had it no but i know it's not better than paradise soul i know i'm stretching mother then don't ask me questions i was asking her <laughs> i've never had roscoe's neither oh, well, have then I. you can't speak i know High City Creative is a fantastic graphic design company by Chris Babcock, and he actually did the uh, album artwork for the Victory Drive Records in like 24 hours, um, which is always appreciated. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, that is High City Creative. Excellent, excellent work. What are you doing buying your stuff from the guy selling in the parking lot? DinnerWithSchmucks.Threadless.com is the only place to pick up all of your official Dinner with Schmucks podcast swag. T-shirt does? Tees, hoodies, cell phone cases, and prints. It's all just a click away. DinnerWithSchmucks.Threadless.com Have a question or just want to speak your mind? Call and leave us a message at 863-576-4902 and we'll play your call back on the next episode. 
back to Tampa, Florida, and this is from 2020. So oh, go, that's not, I put back in time, but it's from like less than a year ago. So we're not going to play the bumper. Yeah, and I don't like to even really acknowledge that year. <laughs> so anyway, this guy, Florida man, steals utility pole. Because <laughs> why not? That would be the thing that you put your, you know wires and lights on that come to your house. So here's a story that will make you say only in Florida. After a driver was spotted carrying this large load down a highway in Tampa. What's on his roof? A utility pole. And now this huge haul is landing him in huge trouble. You see drivers securely strap all sorts of things to their roofs. Christmas trees, paddle boards, mattresses. But a driver in Tampa caused (laughs) quite the show Monday when he drove down a highway with a utility light pole tied to the top of his 1997 Toyota Camry. The Highway Patrol got a call from another driver who spotted the man loading the pole onto his roof on the highway's shoulder. The witness followed at a safe distance until a trooper made the traffic stop. The driver, 71-year-old Douglas Hatley of Lakeland, said he was trying to turn in the pole as scrap metal for cash. Oh my and God. that he didn't know it was illegal to take the pole, even if it was broken or had fallen. You see what's on the top of your car right there? can't let him drive us away with government property. It was no easy task. You can see the large pole extends well past the trunk of his How car. Get that up there, there was no For criminal real. intent whatsoever. Totally well, when you take a light pole off the interstate that don't belong to you, that's what well, look, I had no idea it was wrong. Does that belong to you? No, Obviously but it's you knew good it for scrap. Hatley was arrested, <laughs> charged with grand theft. The rightful owner is the state of Florida. So if he had made it to the scrap yard without being stopped, he wouldn't have had much luck anyways cashing it in because state law requires proof of ownership for large items like light poles, Christine. Do a lot of people try to turn in light poles that you need to prove ownership of it? Apparently. In Florida, maybe. How did he get that? That dude, 71-year-old. Yeah, that. that's 1997. his, his 1997 Toyota Camry or whatever it was. Yeah, I don't understand that at all. And then he's driving down no like I two seventy five. Yeah, <laughs> that looks like where he was caught <laughs> down by like down by uh, like the stadium and Fuck everything. No. Oh boy, Tampa, Tampa, Tampa. I, I will say I've never never kept a squirrel in a cage like these fine people in uh, Limestone County. Alabama, the meth addicted squirrel, <laughs> and once again we are going. New at five, a video of a meth addicted squirrel is going viral. Limestone County investigators found the squirrel during a drug bust. Oh, she's hot too. This video shows the animal locked in a cage, jumping from yeah. bar to bar, its heart beating rapidly. Deputies are now looking for Mickey Polk, the squirrel's owner, who's facing Tax some serious charges. Dan Schaefer. <laughs> he looks like a squirrel too. For joining us, Way 31 Scotty K joins us from the sheriff's office with reaction to this bizarre bust and to explain why Polk had the squirrel in the first place. Scotty, what'd you learn? 
Nausea. Limestone County investigators Nausea? tell me they've never <laughs> seen anything like this. When they showed up at the house on Piney Chapel Road, they were expecting to find drugs, but not a squirrel. And neighbors tell me they're just as shocked. Of course they weren't like expecting to find a squirrel. killing harm and animals. Billy Clem's best friend is his great Dane Romeo. <laughs> when this Clem. animal lover heard a squirrel <laughs> was Alabama man. <laughs> at a home just down the road from his, he was upset. It's sad. I mean, it's sad because that, that, oh, that squirrel should be out in a tree somewhere, yeah. not in a cage. Not anything anybody could be proud of for certain. The worst part, deputies say <laughs> they got a looks tip like it that Mickey in a Christmas tree. was using the animal to attack, yeah. giving it meth to keep it aggressive. <laughs> it's a a man sick enough to do animal like Trapping that. Trapping in a coat. I'd like to take with a hammer. him in a cage and leave him for a while and let him know how the squirrel felt in there. And while hearing about this attack, huh. squirrel was pretty surprising. Clem says the drug raid didn't necessarily shock him. Cars are coming in and out all night that shouldn't be coming in and out at that time of night. These young people, if they was in their right mind and not on drugs, they wouldn't be doing the things that they're doing. Investigators say they contacted wildlife agents who said the oh, best thing to do would be to release the squirrel into the yeah. wild. They did that and said they weren't able to test it for meth. If Clem sees the squirrel in his yard... Well, I'll stay away from it, I'll tell you that, because I don't want to hop up a squirrel around me. <laughs> <laughs> now, deputies did arrest Ronnie Reynolds on drug charges during the bus, but tonight they're still looking for Pog. Reporting live in Limestone County, Scotty K, Way 31 News. We learned it is illegal to have a pet squirrel in Alabama, so additional charges could come they to that as well that. as yeah. animal cruelty charges are as well. What's Besides her name again? Squirrel uh, investigators also found meth, <laughs> drug paraphernalia, ammunition, and body armor during the raid. Well, there you go. Nausea. Wow. Report. You know, when she said they didn't expect, they expected to find drugs, but they didn't expect to find a squirrel. All I could think of was Monty Python. Nobody expects the Inquisition. <laughs> Good evening. Priest recorded having group sex on altar of Pearl River Church, police say. Three arrested. The lights inside St. Peter and Paul Roman Catholic Church in Pearl River were on later than usual on September 30th, so a passerby stopped to take a closer look. <laughs> Peering inside, the onlooker saw the small parish's pastor, half-naked, having sex with two women on the altar. Hey, at least it wasn't underage All, boys. Well, it's true. He's, According to did he have documents. our threesome t-shirt on? Maybe we should send him one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> True? The women were oh get this <clears throat> the women were dressed in corsets and high-heeled boots Good there were sex him. toys and stage lighting yeah and a mobile phone as well as a separate camera were mounted on oh. tripods recording it all the eyewitness took a video they already had video and mm. called the Pearl River police who arrived at the church and viewed that recording officers then arrested the Reverend Travis Clark pastor of St. Peter and Paul since 2019 on obscenity charges Wait, can I ask a question well, he's still on yeah Police like, probation is, and why was he only half naked? Wait, they were inside of a building, right? Yeah, yeah. Like what? Yeah, what's wrong with that? I mean, I aside guess, from is the it religious because implications, it's, yeah, but that should have nothing to do with the law. Like you don't right. get arrested for that. So unless it's because is it is because it's a public building? Uh, well, it's not a public building. A, a, a church isn't a public. I mean, no, anybody can just building, walk in. A, a public building means it's owned by the state and okay. taxpayer money pays right, for so, it. So, yeah, so that doesn't make it that. So Yeah, a church is private property. 
Well, the next paragraph says the Archdiocese of New Orleans announced the priest's arrest October 1st, but would not give specifics about why he was arrested, oh. nor would the police. Hmm. All right, so new details, however, have emerged in court filings that paint a lurid picture of a priest recording himself engaged in sexual role-play. While desecrating a sacred place within the church. Public records additionally show that one of the women, Mindy Dixon, 41, is an adult film actor who also works for hire as a dominatrix. Ooh, look up Mindy Dixon on Pornhub. Yeah. What the hell? I don't know. Why did it go all the way back? On a social media account associated with Dixon, a September 29th post says she was on her way to the New Orleans area to meet another dominatrix and defile a house of God. Quote, unquote, defile a house of God. Uh, She's not. Dixon and Melissa Cheng, 23, were booked on the same count as Clark. Police said that the charges stem from, quote, obscene acts that occurred on the altar which is clearly visible from the street. So if they, so you're saying that if they had curtains up, none of this would have happened, right? So if I'm if I'm doing that in my in my living room with the curtains open, can I be arrested? I don't know. Is your living room considered a sacred place? But that again, that should have it no will be after I have sex with two women in corsets and high heeled boots. That True. should have no bearing, though. Again, on the law. I mean. Well, I mean, okay, so Wait, where was this? So playing devil's advocate, if someone did something quote obscene um on somebody's gravesite. That's out in public. But is it? Yeah, yeah you're anybody out in the open. anybody it's like can being in a park. Yeah. Full of dead people. But like I'm saying, like the gravesite is like quote like a sacred place. Yep. Yeah. People have sex on gravesites. All Jenna talked about that on a podcast. Mm-hmm. I had sex in a graveyard. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it, well, and here's the thing. I don't disagree with you, but but I agree with Chris. In the eyes of the law, like separation of church and state. Oh yeah. At no point should the word sacred enter into charges brought by the police. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. fucked. But I'm I'm wondering if there's like some like obscure law that that's that's what I'm saying like. Like they, they were like, uh, uh, well, we arrested him. Now we have to, we, uh, under what charges? And they're like, well, we'll find something. Mm-hmm. And like. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I can understand that. I mean, I don't like, I don't. Church usually has stained glass. So you really can't see inside of it. I haven't really been to any churches that have wide oh, open windows. Oh, this had stained glass too. <laughs> yeah. It has yeah, big wide open windows of the altar that anyone can see from the street. I mean, it sounds yeah. fishy. Like that's just. Unless this is like a weird church, and it could be, it could be a weird church. I mean, like not a traditional church. When I say weird church, I, I thought it wasn't it Catholic. Yeah, but like the building, could it be like you know in the back of a firehouse or something? You know, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like that's what I mean by weird, not like yeah. Like but it's it wasn't a Roman like Catholic a, church. Like even well, if it's in a weird place, they're supposed to follow all the same. So you it, know, like it can't be in the strip mall. So it would have all stained glass. Yeah. We're saying. I mean, that's the whole thing. Like I don't know how you see into a church. That's my thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, you said they had, we're having this wild threesome on the altar doing all kinds of crazy erotic stuff and everyone could see from the street. I don't know. Sounds oh, like just the, the just the creeper who peered in through the window was the only Even one that saw the window, it. If it's stained glass, you don't know what you're looking at. Right. No, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. She's looking up the church. Uh, Pearl River. 
So, uh, so it looks like they removed the altar. Yeah, because Pearl Rivers Church's altar was removed and burned <laughs> after <laughs> the priests had sex on it. Allegedly has sex on it. Yeah. Which they have a video. Has the video been released? Is it up on Pornhub yet? I mean, these are the things that we really need to know. That's yeah, that's Good true. Point. We didn't do our um, research. Uh, Clark, who was ordained in 2013, had recently been named chaplain of Pope John Paul II High School in Slidell. In addition to his duties at St. Peter's and Paul uh, and Mary and uh, the group from the 60s, at the high school, he succeeded (laughs) Tim Watley, who had resigned from that position this summer over inappropriate text messages. Tim Watley from Seinfeld? (laughs) No, Waddingly. I don't know. I, I made up the Tim part. Oh. Uh, but this dude resigned over the summer over inappropriate text messages sent to a student. Oh, boy. So they got some real winners here that yeah. they're they're picking to lead this church. Uh, Pope John Paul's two principal on Tuesday sent a letter to the school parents criticizing Amond for waiting until last week to tell them that Waddingly had been under investigation for those texts since February. Yikes. Questionable, questionable at best. I'm gonna stay, you guys. Bon appetit, Wolfgang Schmucks. This has been another episode of the Dinner with Schmucks podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Don't forget to check us out on social media, Dinner with Schmucks on Facebook and Instagram, and DWS Podcast on Twitter. And while you're on our Facebook page, be sure to sign up for our Dinner with Schmucks podcast fan group. And if you're old school and just want to send a piece of electronic mail, hit us up at dinnerwithschmucks at gmail.com. Be part of the show.